Do you know how many views per day that your that your live streams do? So each stream is close to 200,000 views per day. And you guys have two to three streams. We're about to launch our fourth, yep. How do you get 200,000 views per day on a live stream? Your tactics that you use, does it just happen or what? Consistency, being live every single day. I mean, think about back to ESPN, back mm -hmm. to a true network. They're not down. It's not like ESPN takes Tuesdays off and you can't watch ESPN. Mm -hmm. Sports Center is every day, 6 p.m. Monday to Friday. You know that that show is going on. You know PTI, 5 p.m. every single day. Around the Horn, all these different shows. First Take with Stephen A. Smith is on every day, 10 a.m. Mm -hmm. Right? You can expect to get that content. So this is an attention game, really. ESPN has your attention. Dab Sports has your attention, except it's not on television. It's on TikTok. I got you. How much impact do you think comes from going from, you know, we're live every day at five, for example, which is what you used to do, to we're basically live all day every day? We are a 24-7 live shopping experience. Yeah, I love that. Tell me the story of the first time that you hit the live button with the intention of selling something. There's too many comments. It's just too much yeah. going. I'm nervous. I'm hesitant to speak in front of people mm -hmm. because there's so much that goes into content that people don't respect or understand. And I found myself wanting to stream every single day more and more and more. It's all I thought about. Give me more. It became a, an addiction, which sets me up for the next iteration of dabs, a healthy addiction. And now I am giving an audience content. Press the live button. Let's go. How serious is this conversation? Right. This is a level 10 of 10. So let's get into it. Tell us who you are and where we are right now. My name is Matt McGuckin, aka Daps. Uh, that is my online name. We are in Daps Sports on Melrose Avenue in Los Angeles, California. Where'd the name Daps come from? Daps came from a university I went to. It was a pledge name given to me. And this particular fraternity that I joined, whatever pledge name you were given, that kind of became your name at the university. Mm -hmm. And it became my name even past the university. Got you. Um, so explain DAP Sports. Explain how, you make, explain how you make money kind of as a creator. So I started in the bedroom, uh, going live on Instagram picking up boxes of sports cards at the local shop, trying to make $10 per box, right? Mm. So if I could sell five boxes a night over the course of a two or three hour live stream, 50 bucks a night, to me, that wasn't a bad side hustle. Soon, it became 10 boxes a night, or I was able to make $20 per box. And I found myself wanting to stream every single day more and more and more. It's all I thought about. It became a, an addiction. Um, a healthy addiction, yeah. right? So every night, 5 p.m., I would start the stream. Sometimes we go to 9, 10 p.m. Sometimes I go till 2 in the morning. Really quickly, explain to me what a breaker is. That's a great question as well. A lot of people hear the term breaker and they don't know what it is. A breaker is the host of a live stream where we are breaking open boxes of cards. So what happens is there's a $1,000 box. Not everybody can afford a $1,000 box. 32 people 
one person will buy each NFL team. We'll all split a box for a thousand bucks. Now we've created price points that are affordable for everybody. Fans of their team can enter the break and they can be entertained while also ripping open their box of sports cards. So where were you getting, like when you first started, I'm, I'm guessing that you didn't one day just say like, hey, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to open up my TikTok account or Instagram account or, or YouTube account, wherever you were streaming from at the time. I don't know. Um, but you didn't just open it up one day and say like, I'm going to go live and try and sell some sports cards. Like where, where was your con what was your sort of content journey, your content creator journey before you started live selling? What were you doing? So my content journey spans back seven, eight, nine years. Yeah. I'm just filming content for fun, more skits and jokes and just humor. I had started a meme page that, you know, got a little bit of traction, mm -hmm. probably, you know, a couple, uh, couple tens of thousands of followers on that meme page, okay. which then allowed me to test out content. And what I mean by that is filming content instead mm -hmm. of memes on that page. So you did face the camera content on the meme page. Correct. Correct. Okay. And I enjoyed it and I wanted to do it more. And you learn how to edit videos and you learn how to use Photoshop. You learn how to use all of these tools that if you don't have an instructor uh, you know, or like a teacher, you have to just figure it out. Watch YouTube videos, right? right? So that's what I did. Taught myself a lot of, of, of production, editing, how to you know, zoom in at the right times. Worked with a lot of influencers in Los Angeles. And then TikTok's around the corner about to blow up. So <laughs> I ended up befriending a lot of creators who are now have massive followings on TikTok. Yeah. And were they like big on Instagram already? Or they were like, you just kind of were friends with it. You guys were all kind of like semi-big middle class on Instagram. And you guys were friends and then, and you just timed it. Was it timing on TikTok? Is that kind of how a big, a big part of both you growing your following and, and other people as well? Absolutely. I would say I was late to the party on Instagram mm -hmm. and TikTok. I timed not perfectly, but pretty close to perfectly. So yeah. if I had got, if I had started a year earlier, I could have had probably a couple million, whereas I'm just short of a million on TikTok. Yeah. So you... Uh, when you're creating all that Instagram content, you're doing the meme page stuff. Like, what was the plan? What was the point? What What were you essentially trying to accomplish there? So, Dap Sports actually started as a media company on YouTube. Okay. So, I'm just filming videos, educating and entertaining people. Hey, I'm buying these sports cards for this price. I'm selling them for this price. I just made X amount of money. Or mm -hmm. I bought this card and I just lost this much money. Learn from my mistake. This is what I thought was going to happen. This is yeah. what actually happened. And, you know, don't follow in my footsteps on my mistakes. Interesting. So rewinding a little bit more even. So your first channel that you were like kind of in on and creating on was YouTube. In terms of sports cards, yes. But I was creating content outside of sports for years up until sports cards came back in the mix. What kind of content were you creating? Again, memes, okay. face to camera, skits, just jokes with friends and influencers around LA. So have you always essentially kind of like wanted to be an influencer or creator of some sort or actor? I mean, what, what sort of drove all of this? It seems like you had like several iterations of like, you know, I created this kind of content. I had meme pages. I did face to camera. I did skits. I started creating educational sports card content. You started streaming. Right. So we've got essentially years in the making of you being uh, what probably looks like an overnight success on TikTok um, with how quickly you grew on TikTok. Right. 
um, and how quickly even this company has gone that you've st grown, that you that you've started. But you were kind of doing this for years. Correct. And yeah. everyone thinks it's overnight and it's seven, eight, nine years of, of building up to this point. Why? Like what was driving that, all of that like work? So my grandfather was a scout for the New York Jets. So I was always around football growing up. My grandmother on the other side actually was an actress in like local theaters. So I always grew up going to watch her plays and some of her stage work. Uh, and, you know, I came up under that MTV era mm -hmm. where the reality TV it's reality TV, but also just not watching. real, not really real reality TV. Yeah, but also music videos. You're just constantly okay. watching celebrities and thinking, wow, that'd be so cool to be that. Right. And then you have social media that comes around. And now the term influencer didn't really, you know, become anything until maybe 10 years ago, maybe even mm -hmm. less than that. So did I want to be an influencer? No. Did I want to be a creator? I would say yes, but I didn't know that that's what it was called. All I knew is I'm watching a screen and thinking, I want to do that. Uh -huh. um, so, I mean, would you say like, like you kind of just wanted to be famous somewhere or another? Sure. Yeah. Sure. I think that's fair to say. Uh, I don't think like that, was it, what what I guess I'm wondering like what is it that's driving that? You know what I mean? I think it's more about uh, above being. I think in the beginning, I think I wanted to be famous. Yeah. But when, when you're a kid, you want to be famous. Yeah. And as you start to create content, it's less about being famous and being recognized for your ideas. Okay. So you have an idea, and everything that I shoot was just something that I thought in my head, uh -huh. right? So when thoughts become actions and then people see your actions and applause or the online version of applause is a like or a comment yeah. or a share, right? Engagement. It's a good feeling. You feel like, wow, I'm, a, I'm accomplished. It's a propelling feeling. Yeah, for sure. And then once you do a million views on a video, you think, how do I top that? Yeah. And then once you do 5 million views, you're like, can I do 10 million? Can I do 10? So I don't know if I'm close to the point where I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm good at this amount of views. Like, I just yeah. want to keep creating content that's seen by the masses. Okay, so let's talk about starting the actual Daps Sports TikTok because uh, where were you at on YouTube when, when you started the Daps Sports TikTok page? Like how many subscribers did you have on YouTube? YouTube probably had between five and 10,000 subscribers. So, you, so you're more or less starting from scratch when you start the Dab Sports TikTok. Do you remember the first thing you posted on the Dab Sports TikTok? Yeah, we posted this video that did like 6 million views it was early. First, it was your first one. Not or my one first, first video, one. but like early. It did 6 million views and we got 100,000 followers in a week. Okay. It just didn't stop for a week. Every day... 10,000, 10,000, and it just didn't stop because the video was going viral. Got you. What, do you remember what it was? The video was this, this uh, a buddy of mine was going home for Thanksgiving, but then he didn't have money. Okay. Right? So then I came in and I gave him some cash. I was like, hey, man, I know you don't have any money for Thanksgiving, but, he, you know, I'm going to pay for you to go home, give some, give some sports cards to your little brother and your sister. Mm -hmm. And he kind of teared up and like, yeah, it went viral. Was it genuine or was it staged? It was, 
it was staged yeah yeah okay for sure it was staged he was yeah. an actor he was an actor <laughs> yeah. for sure yeah. Yeah, yeah uh well he was good enough actor that six million people believed it well the other thing is people will will judge that right and go oh that's you know bs you, you shoot this content and it's not real but the counter to that is if somebody saw that and was inspired or somebody saw that piece of content and thought wow i want to pay it forward i'm going to do something good for somebody else around mm-hmm. the holidays think about how many positive influences that could bring yeah so i think you have to look at tiktok similar to the way we looked at movies in the 90s yeah is movies inspire people tv shows inspire people and now you can use short form content whether it's tiktok instagram facebook to inspire any any time you've ever watched a television show television show or a movie or uh, any kind of piece of content like that and you've like felt something you felt something real it came from state something staged right they're actors they're reading a script it's scripted um so i don't necessarily think it's a bad thing that it's staged uh in that phase of TikTok, i can understand how it worked really well right because i don't think a lot of people were staging content at that point people were just like what do i do with this thing right like do i dance in front of it how do i how do i make this work you know what i mean well i think it started as TikTok started as a lot of teenagers dancing into camera and then mm-hmm. that was the perception by the masses was that's what TikTok was without realizing TikTok is very similar to instagram or facebook in that it's going to deliver the content that you engage with to you yeah what is so how long were you posting content and how long how large did your TikTok? account get how long how large did the dap sports tiktok get before you start live streaming the dap sports tiktok was probably around two to three hundred thousand followers before we started to press the live button uh-huh and and like you'd posted 20 30 50 pieces on there you know like how much are we talking like a lot of content on there so i'm still live streaming on instagram at the time okay and so you were already doing card breaks like you're already going to walmart and buying cards and trying to flip them I'm treating TikTok as solely creating content yeah. and I'm treating Instagram as going live at the time. They were mm-hmm. two different media platforms to me. And, you, and you're treating YouTube with as long form content still? And I was treating YouTube as long form content. And now the dilemma is when you're an entrepreneur or you know sole proprietor, yeah. just one person running a business. Single solo creator even, yeah. Three platforms is not easy to manage, man. Especially like, when you're flipping cards like you're like the content you're creating is hustle in a business in and of itself right and that's where it became a problem for me was all i cared about was going live every night at 5 p.m on instagram Mm -hmm. but i also needed to create tiktok content and i also needed to create youtube content Uh which wherein lies where i met the two content creators who i've been with for years now bo and sam we meet we create a deal for tiktok now i can live stream every day yeah drive sales they can create the content. I give them creative ideas and they run with it. I give up my creative control, put my hands in the air and go, you take the wheel. Yeah, it's, it's your thing. So what is the formula for a viral TikTok video on, on the Dap Sports account? Well, I think that if I knew that, <laughs> we'd be very, very rich over well, here. Well, you've, you guys have created a lot of them. <laughs> for sure. So, for sure. so what are the elements that... that like tend to be there when when something hits on your on your channel. Well, I think there's a difference between, you know, 100,000 views and viral. Now, right. 100,000 views to some people is incredible. Yeah. It's just once you've produced that a number of times, you're going, "Why am I doing 
a hundred thousand views on this video yeah. and five million on this one because that's a big difference. Yeah. Right. That's like a fifty x difference. Mm -hmm. So then you question yourself. You create. You question your creative. Why can't I replicate this million or two million or three million? I think part of that is the mystery of the TikTok algorithm. Yeah. And sometimes it just gets picked up at the right time. I think that one of the key pieces and the key ingredients to going viral is timing up a video with relevant current events. Yeah. So if uh, uh, some type of breaking news drops on a Monday, yeah. I would argue you have till Tuesday afternoon to shoot, edit, throw the graphics up and get that video posted. Yeah. The news cycle is going to end in less than 48 hours and then, you know, you miss the boat. Do you think that's true on all platforms? Or do you think that's kind of a TikTok thing? I think that that's true of media all platforms and mm -hmm. even even not even just social media platforms if you see something on espn and it's a breaking story and you announce it friday instead of monday it's like everybody's been talking about that for all week what are right. you talking about it's not breaking anymore yeah I mean, you're gonna have to have some kind of pretty unique take on it at that point right a lot of people have covered it a lot of people have had a take on it uh you're gonna have to and you see this in TikTok trends right um they have to get progressively more and more extreme, right? You got this like grimace shake thing that's going on right now. Yep. Like if you want to make a grimace shake video that gets a lot of views now, it's got to be insane. At first, it didn't need to be that crazy, right? Like if you were one of the first ones out there, you could get the views because you were just kind of hopping on like the front of that wave. But now you got to do something like really crazy and unexpected with it for people to like for it to catch, right? I would just look at viral videos, um, based on trending topics on TikTok, the way you would look at cryptocurrency or a stock, uh -huh. right? If you invest early, if you're one of the first people to make the Grimace video, yeah. you're gonna ride that wave to the peak. Yeah. If you are in the, the middle of the, the height, you still have some room. But mm -hmm. if you make that Grimace video at the peak, your views might drop off a cliff. What are some mistakes you guys have made in growing? Uh, I mean, you and your team are still posting really across all platforms youtube shorts TikTok, instagram uh, youtube long form even uh you guys are really spread out so i would be interested in really on any platform what are some mistakes you guys have made or some things you guys have learned that you're like don't do this like if you're thinking about doing this on this platform just don't do it well youtube's been a struggle for us because there's long form content but now there's youtube shorts and i mm -hmm. believe youtube's algorithm kind of assigns your page to one of the two. Yeah. So I could be wrong about that, but in our experience, we have not had success posting YouTube shorts that do a tremendous amount of views yeah. with long form. So if you're a long form expert, don't start posting YouTube shorts on that page. Create another YouTube page a that short. is designed for YouTube shorts. A shorts page, yeah. And I think YouTube might get better at that right and i think and everyone can point to maybe some examples of long-form pages that also post shorts and both do well or whatever but um do you think part of that too was like did you get did you get away from long form when you started posting shorts or were you still posting long form that whole time as well long form became uh, an incredible struggle for me because yeah. my time was so consumed by the live stream yeah and going live every night and the business really right so then i hired the the twins content creators to take over TikTok. Yeah. But the weekly YouTube videos started to fall off. Right. Because I didn't have the time to invest in writing the script. 
a lot. Yeah. A lot goes into long form a lot. It's a lot. And, and then I, I found myself rushing the video mm -hmm. and the views wouldn't be there because it was rushed. Yeah. And I go, if I'm going to put out a rush product, I'm just not going to put out a product. Right. Yeah. So it could be that potentially if you had been heavy focused on long form the whole time, plus shorts, maybe, maybe the YouTube channel will be doing fine on both. But if you're just posting shorts and those are taking off, it's like that's YouTube kind of knows how to place you, right? The trajectory of our account was long form. We mm -hmm. switched to shorts or we started posting shorts. Yeah. Had way more success. So we went from 8,000 subscribers to over 40,000 in less than 60 days posting shorts. Mm -hmm. And then it, and then you go, how can I go back to long form? I just exploded in growth larger than I ever have. Yeah. So I got to kind of run with this right now. Right. Um. If you could pick one platform to be to have the relative size that you have on TikTok, right? So right now you guys you're just short of a million followers on TikTok, uh, 50,000 on Instagram, forty fifty thousand on YouTube. Uh, if you could have the relative size that you have on TikTok anywhere, right? You could be that big anywhere. What what platform would you pick? I'd probably go YouTube next mm -hmm. because I like the. I like to be dynamic in a way where we have long form and short form, horizontal and vertical video. Mm -hmm. It's just, you can tell different stories. Whereas if I were to say TikTok and Instagram or TikTok and Facebook, you're still limited to vertical 60 second video. Now, could you extend that? Sure. But I don't believe the, I don't believe the, the user base on Instagram goes to watch a five to 10 minute video. Right. Whereas if you're on YouTube, you're there for long form content. Right. So I'd be happy to deliver you long form content on that platform. Let's shift gears a little bit here and talk about live streaming. So explain if I'm a creator, right? And I'm a creating on really any channel because you can go live on any channel, right? But TikTok, let's focus on TikTok since that's where the majority of, of the live viewership is for dApps. Um, I'm a creator on TikTok. I'm growing a following there. I'm, I'm creating content there. Like how would I if somebody's looking at it, interested in it, like, can they make the jump? And if so, how would they? No, you need infrastructure behind your live stream. The answer to can a, cre can a creator turn on their live stream and sell the answer, the simple answer is yes, mm -hmm. of course they can. Can they have a business as a live stream? No. What role has uh, mentorship played in your journey? Tremendous. Did you watch some like live like sports card breakers first or were you just like, I bet I could do this? Like, so a guy reached out to me who was mm -hmm. watching my YouTube videos, very fond of the way I was doing the editing. And, and remember at the time I'm doing all this myself. Right. And he basically says, Hey, help me with YouTube. I'll help you with breaking. Oh, okay. So, so he, he kind of already knew how to like do the live streaming. You know what I love about that? I think that most creators, whatever it is, right? Like if for you it was live selling, whatever. I think most creators uh, can cite people who, who like, you know, reached out a hand and said, here, let me help you up a little bit, right? Like saw potential in them. Like, I see you're really good at this, you know, and but it's not really doing anything for you. I think you could help me with this and I can, I think I can help you with this. I, I love that because I, I think it's something to remember when you're a bigger creator, right? Like who helped you and, and what business did they really have helping you? None. They did it because somebody helped them, right? Like, I, I just hear stories like that a lot. You know what I'm saying? 
that's how I found my two lead content creators was they liked sports cards. Yeah. Here's free sports cards. They're, they agreed to shoot content for me in exchange mm -hmm. for sports cards. And that's a pretty cool trade. Yeah. I have sports cards. They want it. They have content. I want it. You have even hired other people who go live. You don't even do the live streaming anymore. Well, you have to deflate your ego. And don't yeah. get me wrong. I love to create content. But my vision is not for me to be in every video. My vision is to have 10, 20, 30, 100 content creators who work underneath DAP Sports mm -hmm. creating their own original content who we hire. Yeah. I mean, look at Barstool Sports. Yeah. An incredible amount of creators have came out of that network, so to speak. It's like the Bill Belichick coaching tree, right? You have a, a guy who is the offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator in a Super Bowl Patriots mm -hmm. team. And then next year, both of those guys get a head coaching job at a different mm -hmm. organization. And it's the same thing with Barstool. Yeah. I don't know if you know who Alexandra Cooper is, but she was she had this podcast that was beneath Barstool Sports called Call Her Daddy blows up the page using using barstool's main page as kind of like her trampoline for views mm -hmm. but she built an audience very quick because women love her and like yeah. even me I, I don't relate to all, all of the content but i think she's hysterical i think she's extremely entertaining mm -hmm. right she branches off spotify sounds sells uh spotify signs her to a 60 million dollar contract in in a matter of two or three years she did this mm -hmm. so and then you have the caleb presley's yeah. And you have the big, big cat. cats, right? So there's a number of, of content creators who are either still at Barstool, signed underneath the, the network, or have branched off and, and they do their own thing now. Pat McAfee started at Barstool, right? Yeah. So we're talking about some of the biggest creators in the world. And that's what I see for DAP Sports is I don't need to have these people work for me forever. If you're an original content creator and you could give me two to three years of content, help dap sports audience grow larger and then do your own thing god bless right do you know how many views per day that your that your live streams do yes so each stream is close to two hundred thousand views per day and you guys have two to three streams we're about to launch our fourth yep how do you get two hundred thousand views per day on a live stream is there tactics that you use or does it just happen or what consistency being live every single day. I mean, think about uh, back to ESPN, back mm -hmm. to a true network. They're not down. It's not like ESPN takes Tuesdays off and you can't watch ESPN. Mm -hmm. Sports Center is every day, 6 p.m., Monday to Friday. You know that that show is going on. You know PTI, 5 p.m. every single day. Around the Horn, all these different shows. First Take with Stephen A. Smith is on every day, 10 a.m. Mm -hmm. Right? You can expect to get that content. So this is an attention game, really. ESPN has your attention. DAP Sports has your attention, except it's not on television. It's on TikTok. I got you. I also think all day is a big thing, right? Like, I, do you think, how much impact do you think comes from going from, you know, we're live every day at five, for example, which is what you used to do, to we're basically live all day every day? I love having a channel that's live 24-7. I love being able to market my company as we are a 24-7 live shopping experience yeah i love that so tell me the story of the first time that you hit the live button with the intention of selling something you know i don't know if i have the first memory of that i've went live so many times in the last three years yeah that i don't know if i remember the first the first time i hit that button but 
I think it was probably a dud, you know, yeah. two, three, four, five people watching maybe, right? I'm talking to myself or I'm saying, oh, if nobody wants to rip a box, I'm going to rip one. You know, <laughs> you like, just rip I'm it just, open anyway. Yeah, I'm just ripping it open because, again, I love cards. Yeah. And then guys go, because you have all the cards in the background, right, on the, on the camera, how much is that box? And then I would be giving deals out, you know, um, <laughs> it says 60 bucks. They're like, yo, can you do it for 45? I'm like, whatever, dude, I just yeah. want to rip. Take me through maybe the, the whole sort of like trajectory of, of dApps. We haven't really concisely done that. So how did it like go? Cause it's grown like wildfire really. So, so how did it, or, or, or just kind of what, not how, but, but essentially what happened from there? Take me through the whole sort of trajectory of dApps. I think the real beginning is dApps. The meme page is created five years before dap sports is created and yeah. that's the foundation of content uh -huh. right that's where i'm kind of sharpening the axe so to speak on how do i film behind camera in front of camera how do i edit how do i produce how do i direct how do i figure out lighting and audio and all these different things because there's so much that goes into content that people don't respect or understand so that's kind of the foundation that when dap sports youtube page pops up five mm -hmm. years later i've already edited videos i've already learned about lighting i've already learned how to mic myself up and now after i film my 20 minute video i sit down and i edit it for eight hours right and i chop that 20 minute video into a 10 minute video and now i am giving an audience content which sets me up for the next iteration of daps which is live streaming right which is where i'm a host of a show but mm -hmm. i'm already prepped because i've been on camera so i'm not really like oh i'm nervous or i'm hesitant to speak in front of people mm -hmm. i don't feel that anxiety or that fear it's just press the live button let's go then you have three four or five people in the stream five people is very easy to manage in a live stream oh yeah right then you get up to 10 or 20 or 30 still manageable oh, yeah right you can respond to everybody still. right you can really kind of answer everybody and what I made a point of in the beginning was answering everybody's comments. If you have a question and I am able to answer it, I'm not going to skip over you. Mm -hmm. I might say, hey, brother, I don't know your, the answer to that, but you know, ask me next week. I'll, I'll do some research. I'll see if I can find out for you. Mm -hmm. right? Because you want to give that attention to everybody, even people who aren't purchasing from you. That's what yeah. a good host does. And then you scale up to TikTok where it's hundreds, if not thousands of people in your stream and there's no way to manage that as one person even a team of people you can't manage five thousand people in the stream there's too many comments it's just too much yeah. going right you have to go into just host mode where you're just commenting on the cards the packs of cards that you're opening focus on those right just focus on the cards explain the cards explain their value explain why you're breaking these cards why people paid to enter this box break tonight and then the next iteration after the live stream is TikTok content, yeah. right? And just creating original content, millions and millions and millions of views, which ultimately feeds back the live stream. Yeah. Daps, I appreciate you being on the show, man. Um, where can people follow the stream? Daps Sports, so it's D-A-P-P-Z Sports on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube. We have a ton of content. You can check us out, dapsports.com. If you want to buy into a break or just, you know, watch the stream, you can watch on our website as well, 
D-A-P-P-Z-D-A-P-S-Sports. And thank you so much for having me, John. Incredible yeah. setup you got here. Uh, yeah, it's a beautiful, <laughs> beautiful studio, right? <laughs> uh, if you are listening to this on audio, uh, Spotify, podcast, things like that, please give us five stars. Let us know what you thought about DAPS. Let me know in the review. Uh, also, let us know in the comments on YouTube. Uh, like, subscribe, hit the bell icon so you know when we drop new videos. We will see you next time on Create What Matters. Incredible. Thanks, man. Thank you.